0: Yo, 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 What is up, everybody? So, time for another episode of the podcast. I'm going to be sitting down with Nate talking about music. This is going to be a two-part series. This week, we're just talking about uh, music, its spiritual implications, just life implications, just fun, uh, the fun of making music. Welcome to episode number 52. 52. and yes boys and girls and everything in between he's and she's he's she's and they's are all welcome here
1: that's heartwarming
0: hello i picture like if like if if they was like an actual gender like a baby was born it would be like gray you know like a boy is blue a girl is like pink a they would be like gray
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Keith, (laughs) i believe you
0: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm sitting here with Nate. Uh, we're just sitting here having some good conversations, and we just decide if we don't hit this record button, then we're never going to get this podcast recorded. So yeah, it's getting
1: late. It is 8:27 p.m. Eastern Standard Time,
0: and uh, it is a Wednesday night, Eastern Standard so Time. So let's get a rollin', and we're drinking coffee, coffee. no whiskey, Ho-ho. no beer.
1: Ho-ho. We drank ourselves out on the weekend. That's why.
0: Oh my goodness! What about that camping trip, huh?
1: Oh, that was probably the most unique camping trip <laughs> I have ever been on. For reasons we don't have time to go into. Uh, there was a. Um, it was a. But there was a lot of happenings. Oh, and, it was a really uh, fun trip, dude. Very great bro time. Oh yeah, I loved great, it. Great discussions, deep discussions, tears. Hell yeah! Just good stuff, man, and lots of whiskey. Way too much whiskey.
0: Why'd we go through like two pints of whiskey or something like that when we are out there? It was, you had No, I had a you, whole fifth. You had a
1: whole fifth and Ryan had almost the whole fifth. And yeah. I had a six pack of high percentage cool. IPAs and Yeah.
0: Some other stuff. Yeah, it was it was good. It was fun. It was it was
1: fun. Um Yeah, I had a good hunt. In there, nice, very difficult, most difficult squirrel hunt I've ever been on, but oh, I succeeded. Yeah. Got a squirrel, that was good. And a chipmunk. And a chipmunk. Don't forget about the chipmunk. Forget the appetizer. And that was that was good.
0: That was good. We yeah. uh, put that in some jambalaya. It tasted really good. Yeah. Anyways, you guys all should have been there because we had a great time.
1: Except that would be impractical, but for <laughs> sake of purpose, yes,
0: hundred plus Let's people go should have been there with us.
1: Let's go pam- pamping. Let's pamping. go pamping, people.
0: P and P and P camping,
1: PP camping, PP camping. Let's go camping, PPs. All right. Yes. Let's get into a topic before a topic. we ramble too long and lose our entire audience.
0: So yes, <clears throat> um, thanks everyone for all the downloads. We officially hit over three thousand downloads, so I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, we've been having some really good episodes and conversations, so um, it's been really fun. And today we're it is no exception. We are going to get into something really cool. We're going to be talking about music today. Oh. Yeah.
1: People, everybody likes music. Right? What,
0: what? Everybody exact, likes music. Everyone likes music. There is not a person in this world who doesn't enjoy music of some sort. It could be classical. It could be hip hop. It could be metal. It could be.
1: Even. So, so can I tell a story new jam. Can I tell a story real quick? because Because yeah. I, I was about to say the only people that don't enjoy music are people that are deaf. Oh. <laughs> But that's not even true.
0: Beethoven was deaf. Or Mozart. Which one was it? I don't remember.
1: Is that a fact? Like for real? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's that's some, that's one some of them. crazy stuff. One of those
0: old composers.
1: <laughs> that's nuts. Okay, so <clears throat> that's really crazy, actually. Holy balls. He one was... of the best composers, considered most influential composers of all time. But was he wasn't deaf. a poser. He was not a poser. Mm. So a little story. To prove the fact from personal experience that... Story time. ...deaf people can enjoy music. So, um, I'm assuming that if you're deaf, you're not listening to this podcast. So, I'm hoping that nobody could possibly be I mean,
0: we this. could get this out in Braille eventually. Like, I'm literally
1: uh, trying to, <laughs> like, say this in the most PC way possible, because I, I love deaf people. Um, deaf, not deaf, deaf death. People. We, we love love deaf, deaf people. We love deaf people on this all podcast. Those deaf, all those death core lovers out there. Um, no, so... Uh, anyway, I, I used to work with a guy back when I worked at the butcher shop. Yeah. Um, name is Michael. Super, super sweet guy. Um, he was deaf. And Was he, he PC? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Not, not in the slightest. He was kind of a, like a, you know, juggalo type, ICP. Oh, type. yeah, yeah. But yeah. super sweet guy. Really nice guy. And um, so we went to lunch together one time on lunch break. And uh, we went in his jeep or whatever it was that he had, his SUV, and we were driving back. And he was trying to like show off his sound system, and I'm kind of thinking that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, deaf guy showing off his sound system. So he oh, pulled, was he like legally he, deaf? Yeah, like he can barely hear anything at all. Like,
0: how do you talk to him?
1: He's really good at reading lips, uh, sign language. That okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. I don't know sign language hardly at all, but he's phenomenal at reading lips. Um, so anyway, uh, driving back and he points in the back to his subs and he had like aftermarket subs in oh, his, wow. in his uh, Jeep. Um, freaking huge, man. Like they weren't even for vehicles like like he had like a freaking like garage band base <laughs> amp back there i'm like oh 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 crap okay and just like wires shredded like he had like the back panel ripped off and wires just going straight into this thing i'm like you're you're crazy
0: so I mean, it's got to be pretty loud for a deaf guy to hear it right
1: exactly so he bumps some some kind of rap with some really thick bass and my eardrums are about to fall out yeah but i'm cool because I'm, re- I'm trying to respect him and i'm like i've only got two minutes to, to deal with this and it's stuff is so loud but he gets into it because of the beat, and he can feel it because of the vibrations. Yeah, yeah. So even though he can barely, like he's feeling hear when the it, bass is kicking. And yeah. Everything. Like yeah, he yeah. could, he yeah. could like throw down to this stuff because okay. he can feel the bass, and he's loving it. Even though I can't understand anything that's going on other than the bass, because
0: yeah, because when you've got the bass kicking he, that loud, all has, you hear is yeah. Boom, yeah the, the mix w- the
1: mix was so bad you couldn't even hear any <laughs> of the treble. It was just like with. Thick bass, you know, it was insane. It sounded terrible, but uh, nice. I I could imagine what's going on through his head. It's just like, man, this is the coolest thing. This is like the only thing I can hear all day, <laughs> and it's just like boom, 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 and I can freaking feel it like at a metal show, yeah, freaking yeah. at a concert, you know, Warp Tour, or some some stuff. So like, it was it was kind of kind of interesting, but yeah, yeah, very that, unique. Story. Is that your story? That, That's it. That's it. I just. Okay, deaf I, I assume you have some kind of point there. The, the point is, deaf people can still enjoy music. So cool. to get into our main topic, we want to talk about the influence that music has on culture and. Are on you us.
0: spiritually deaf? Because we are gonna it, en- enlighten you. Why, why do you have
1: to go on convicting me and shit, man? <laughs> like every podcast, I'm just like, oh, I'm a horrible person.
0: <laughs> are you spiritually deaf or spiritually dead? You're dumb. All right, yeah, we're not gonna get into lot. All right, what do you want to talk about?
1: So yeah, that topic, like I just, I no, no, we kind <laughs> of pulled, pulled this, pulled this <laughs> out of our, our our butts shortly before this, but I think I have a lot I could talk about, really.
0: And we didn't even um, wipe.
1: The uh, that's true. So um, the uh, I can talk. Give me a topic,
0: I'll talk for yeah, days.
1: Like uh, so, just to kick it off with what was originally in my brain. So the. Um, the idea of, of, like, being influenced by music. Like, when I was young, let's say 12 years old,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, I, st- I really started heavily getting into music. I had I had been into sports, um, like basketball and stuff, when I was a lot younger. Um, but I got out of that as soon as music came into li- my life, pretty much. Um, okay, And it really, looking back on it, really kind of formed some of my early thought processes that would like mature me as a human so a lot of the deep stuff i started thinking about in life came as a direct result of contemplating lyrics mm,
0: okay you yeah know? they have that effect really when yeah you think
1: about like it. especially if it's a song you really like you listen to it over and over again you start singing the the lyrics and then before you know it it's like you're thinking about them because it's stuck in your head and you're like what does that even mean like yeah. what's he trying to say
0: i think that's a really you know? good thing about metal music right <clears throat> because if you listen to, like hip-hop it's pretty much like girls in the club and i'm getting drunk everybody's dancing a lot like you
1: pretty much get what they're saying right away <laughs> yeah. and it's all just like okay let's have fun and and bang you know do yeah. drugs That's a very blanket statement, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) somebody is going to appreciate it. You're obviously a straight white male. (laughs) Oh gosh, we're going to go to, we're going to enter the politics this soon, this soon. We're we're not even 10 minutes in, Keith. (laughs) But no, no, I mean. But
0: that's what I love about metal music, really, man. It has such deep, intrinsic um, values when you think about it. Intrinsic. Intrinsic. Very deep Ooh, and detailed.
1: Shuddering, just
0: shivering <laughs> throughout my body. That's what that word does to you. Yeah. But no, I, I I enjoy metal music because of that. You know, it's, songs are usually really deep. They've got really underlying meanings to them. Unless it's Attila. Attila, it, yeah. Or... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Austrian Death Machine. Devil Wars Prada.
1: No, dude, Devil Wears Prada's got some deep lyrics. They just have oh, some. St- no, no, yeah, they just have some th- stupid song names. Yeah, it's just some titles, yeah. A- anyway. I agree. I I I concur. I, I second agree. that. Yes. Um metal music tends to have some pretty deep lyrics, but That's what always drew me to it. Yeah. Well, insane. So to to get back on what I was saying, like, you know, twelve years old or whatever, I'm listening to like alt rock, you know, like Switchfoot and Amberlin and stuff. They've got some mm-hmm. deep Lyrics, you know, kind of. Hey, started I still to listen form. to Amberlin. Yeah, dude, I still listen to Amberlin.
0: I was rocking them like last week.
1: Yeah, they're also. They're, I'd probably say they're still my favorite alt band for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely my favorite alt band. Um, but you know, my personal pursuit of like my faith kind of started naturally when my mom died just out of like natural questions about the afterlife and stuff because now it actually meant something to me because I yeah. lost somebody that I loved but in addition to that it's like shortly afterwards got into like Christian yeah I can't music. even
0: imagine that yeah yeah pr-
1: it's pretty rough and I found that I kind of tried to hide a lot of my emotions and cover it up with fun activities and stuff but mm. it was really hard to not like reflect on that deep stuff going on in my life when i would listen to music that was deep you know like switchfoot and Amberlin both have some really upbeat happy songs but they also have some really deep songs that if you're gonna honestly listen to it at all like you can't help but think about crazy things like life and death you know so um
0: switchfoot they're the best at that stuff man Oh, dude they're so deep my favorite song uh they've been
1: around forever man they've been around since like 97 yeah that's when they dropped their first album.
0: I'm pretty sure they're still making Legend it I mean, of Chin. They, they are. came out with an album. Their last like,
1: album was Killer, dude.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, only West, listened to it like Fading once. West.
1: It's so good. Um, yeah. I don't really listen to them much anymore, but um, they're still doing their thing, man. I mean, they they put on a hell of a show. That's the thing. Like yeah. they're together because John of John Foreman,
0: he's a performer for sure.
1: The whole band, man. The whole <laughs> band makes it, but but John Foreman for sure. I mean, being yeah. the head man. Like er, people know Switchfoot because of John. Yeah. But anyway, um.
0: Being the front man of a band is like being the first three minutes of a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like
1: <laughs> Which you we always, get them or you which, don't Which we always butcher. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so to not drag on that too much, like when I came to be about thirteen, excuse me, fourteen years old or so. So I listened to a lot heavier music. And um I found that as the genre of music got heavier, the lyrical content got heavier.
0: Yeah, it's usually how it goes.
1: Um so I like progressively went deeper and deeper into like more and more intensely religious rhetoric through music. Okay. And that's okay. and that's and that's not to like diss Christian bands like Demon Hunter or For Today or any any groups like that that are like basically famous not just because they have good music, but because their lyrics are so evangelical. Yeah. Like they are successful or were successful at least, you know, in in the sense of for today since they're not in a band anymore. They were successful because they made a name for themselves in yeah. the name of Jesus yeah and i feel like know. for
0: today they i like i could legit like worship back in the day we did we would like worship to for today hours. yeah yeah
1: like i've i literally would go to for today shows crying with a hand on my heart and a hand in the air yeah like, like there's, there's a that pit letter, in front
0: of you and you're just like
1: yeah there's a bunch of scene kids throwing down that don't know what they're listening to and then yeah. there's the other half of the crowd that's there because they want a freaking holy spirit bomb to hit them
0: yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like
1: that's that's when you know that a band is like evangelical.
0: Yeah, I, that's that's what I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say. I would put For Today in their own category, like evangelical yeah. metal.
1: Yeah, I've but never, I've, but seen I've been, I've been to other Christian metal bands that are like that though.
0: Gotcha. I'd never have For Today was my first kind of intro into that.
1: I've had those kind of moments multiple times at Haste Today shows. Um, I didn't,
0: I didn't get that from Haste Today.
1: Uh, I did, I did a couple times. I've seen them five times, and I can. Remember, I only saw
0: them once. I can so. remember
1: two times that I saw them that. Maybe they maybe they weren't as vocal about it on stage, but if you knew what they were saying in their lyrics, you'd be all freaking about it. You know, if you're a little yeah. Christian scene
0: kid. I know I left that that Hasta Day show with no <clears> voice. <throat> I'll tell you that. Oh, that's
1: every show. No, <laughs> I I leave with no face most of the time. Like I <laughs> I, I get so banged up in the pits. Usually it's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, um, so like for me, Demon Hunter, because they they were around back when I was and they still are they're still making music but yeah. um they were like in their prime i would say when i first started listening so for anybody that doesn't know i mean demon hunter more or less revolutionized and prog- like progressed the christian metal scene like they are largely influential over us having christian metal music today i would say um and they have some really unapologetic evangelical lyrics just like for today yeah and um so me listening to that stuff getting exposed to that that was like the first metal band i really got into um and so i just wanted to soak up all their lyrics and before too long i'm literally drawing on white t-shirts to make my own demon hunter shirts to wear to school oh yeah you know um and when, and they look, and that. they look, and they look terrible, by the way, like <laughs> absolute demon, n- hunter like demon what? hunter with like a demon skull on it. And it's just like white t-shirt with Sharpie, Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, it looks freaking terrible, but I wore that stuff with so much pride. Cause I was like, you know, it's like that martyr syndrome. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm going to get persecuted. Kids are going to make fun of me but I don't care because I'm doing this in the name of Jesus. I'm a freaking demon hunter, man. Hell, fear me.
0: And then he you became know. a homeschool kid.
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> that, was, that was a little while later, but it did, one thing did lead to another. But no, um, oh, it basically what I'm getting at is I was so greatly influenced by the ideas and the thoughts portrayed in lyrics by men that I looked up to because they were cool and they had similar values and I then just took my values and made them theirs. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I loved their music, I loved how they portrayed themselves, and I wanted to be them, you know. Like when yeah. I was when I was of age, I swore I was gonna get tattoos, Demon Hunter tattoos and there's and stuff, something you
0: know? there's something more raw about that genre, even as a Christian, you know, like you can listen to like worship music or like slow music or even like freaking uh, Amberlynn switchfoot type music but there's something about like the raw feelings of like when you're listening to this guy on a metal album just like pour out his heart and he's literally screaming to God really
1: Amanda decided to Print something apparently. It's okay. Go ahead, Keith. Anyway, so Talk this. Over it.
0: So, when you've got a guy who's literally like on a mic or at a show and he's literally like screaming to God, right? And he's trying to figure out, like, who are you? What do you want for my life? And it's just something about that, you know? You don't get that from just a contemporary song or like a worship song. Like, it's something more real. So.
1: Yeah, like uh, from my experience contemporary songs even if they're really deep they um have like a tendency to be like they're really they're really vague about their struggles, you know, whereas in metal you've got the issue coming out as a more specific thing. Like guys will mention drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like guys will mention like screwing around with a bunch of girls like that, that type of stuff like will be thrown out in lyrics and culturally accepted. Whereas that stuff's so taboo in the church that you have to be really vague about it. Cause you don't want to cause somebody to stumble by saying this is my sin specifically.
0: Yeah. And that's one you of know? my biggest problems with church or like the church or whatever church culture really is think you have those taboo issues. Like, you know, it, unless you're it's under a specific you know meeting that you're in or something like that you don't just bring up your porn addiction on a sunday morning or you don't bring up the fact that you're struggling with depression and the episode i just did on mind shift podcast we we're actually talking about that mm. kind of how like we can't bring up these issues in church you know like people struggling with depression like we just throw these phrases over it you know the joy of the lord and the peace that surpasses all understanding is going to cover you, but we don't face the reality of, like, my life fucking sucks, and, you know, there's a guy who could be contemplating taking his own life, but in a church setting, it's not an ample yeah place to get that out. And that's why I love the people who are getting into these metal scenes with uh, the uh, Christian message. Um, so to speak, yeah, because mean, they
1: talk about suicide and stuff. Yeah. And suicide, songs, yeah. drug
0: addiction, sex yeah. addictions, alcoholism, you know, right, they're right. taking this message of the gospel,
1: questioning your faith, you know, exactly. Stuff like that really comes out in lyrics in Christian metal bands, which I love. It just really just like spiritual warfare. You know, if you're a spiritual person, and that's something you're into. Like it's everywhere in Christian metal or in Christian rap. You know, like, oh, yeah, really, really hardcore genres, you know, like I used to listen to Lecrae a lot, really extreme, aggressive genres paint important aspects of faith. Yeah, that other genres would just kind of be weird if they mentioned it, you know?
0: Yeah, like you're not going to listen to a worship song about struggling with alcohol. You know, it just doesn't happen.
1: If they do, it's usually really vague. Yeah, and you don't know what they're really talking about.
0: It's just going to be a, I was made for more than <laughs> like, this. Like, I've been saved
1: from my sins. <laughs> right. You know, like, okay, well, thanks for being specific and really relating to me. Yeah. yeah nice. You know. But, First um, of all,
0: small rant here. All <clears throat> contemporary Christian music has just turned to country. I don't understand why.
1: I haven't listened to it recently well, apparently because i haven't noticed uh,
0: last time i listened, i mean you've got like big daddy weave and those guys it's just literally just country artists that are like christian artists i don't, I don't know k love stuff i believe you I believe but you. i haven't listened to k love in years
1: me neither um that was an idol i killed a long time ago no i'm just kidding <laughs> i never idolized that but i still killed it i still killed it that's <laughs> why <what> i'm doing it <laughs> Anyway, destroyed it. On, on that whole Demon Hunter topic and me being a little weirdo in school, I have a really funny story. So I was like, yeah, I think 13. And my oldest stepsister, Jill, uh, took me on like a little brother-sister date to go see a movie. And she was like a senior in high school at the time, you know, and I was in middle school. Yeah. And I don't even remember what we were going to see. Um, but... It was at a theater that's no longer in town. And I go in there and there's a guy giving us our tickets and he sees the shirt that I'm wearing that's, you know, obviously self drawn and it says up up at the top it says I'm a dot 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 and at the bottom it says demon hunter and then there's like a skull. And he's <laughs> like, What's a demon hunter? And I'm like, It's a band, but you know, it's it's more than that it's a lifestyle <laughs> and i walk away and i'm totally serious as I'm, I'm totally serious like i'm not even joking like i'm not trying to be funny And my sister's just like dying like oh, who are man. you like that's so funny she's like excuse him he's a bit romantic and whatnot so it's just it was kind of funny but like that's how for real it was like it was literally a lifestyle like I would draw pictures of, like, me... But that is something that teenage
0: and... Nate would say, though. Yeah,
1: it is. I, dude, I'm... Yeah. I'm just a passionate person. doesn't matter what I'm doing, but...
0: <clears throat> so
1: so to get, get off, like, the Christian metal topic or whatever, I I just... To wrap that whole thing up, I just noticed in my personal life, I was getting, like, extreme... Even, even up until the time I was, like, 20 years old. You know? 20, 21 years old, like... Yeah? Toward the end of my ministry phase in my life. Like I was so deeply attached to Christian metal and the lyrics in there and just really making them like anthems in my life. And I'm not I mean I'm not saying that all that's bad. Like there's a lot of great music there, a lot of great lyrics, very uplifting, positive and stuff. But the whole point is to say that whether I realized it or not, I think I was adopting a lot of my thoughts and theology just really based off of a loose understanding of what Mm. these guys were trying to say in their music.
0: Yeah. How Um, so? How so? Like, what theology do you feel like you were adopting from their music? So,
1: there's this really dumb theology, in my opinion, not to, like, call anybody out, but, like... You're dumb. That, like, somehow, biblically speaking, hell is Satan's domain and kingdom. When... In all reality, biblically speaking, the earth is that. Yeah, hell is his punishment location. <laughs> you that know,
0: we subsequently get to join in on.
1: Yeah, so it's like, yay! This whole idea that Satan's down there with a pitchfork and an army of demons, just waiting, waiting to us, yeah. wage war on heaven, and it's going to be this literal, uh, physical event that, at the end of. All the days the saints will be in a literal physical army and ride against the gates of hell and overthrow him and throw all... It's just like, nothing in this is even biblical, but you see concepts of it in Christian music. Yeah. Like, Storm the Gates of Hell by Demon Hunter. Whether that's metaphorical or not. Oh, fair man. And then, yeah, like, I Devastator by Four Today. Yeah. Like, oh. Hell fear me! I am the I am the one that will bring you down, and when you fall to me, you'll see my face on the battleground. Like yeah. I do hope this is all metaphorical, and that they're not actually saying that they literally think they're gonna overthrow Satan. You know, like
0: I don't think so. Knowing Maddie Montgomery, yeah, but I'm just saying that, like
1: as a kid, as, you know, as a teen,
0: yeah, not really I'm, knowing. I'm what really taking
1: this literal and picturing my epic future as a Christian being on a battlefield in another realm. Literally fighting a war. Like, this is literal stuff that's going through my head. I mean,
0: it's a fun fantasy, really.
1: It's a fun fantasy that literally shaped my teenage years. I, I literally... Get this, Keith. My brother-in-law and I, uh, we... Austin? Used, yeah. We used to go out when we were like 13, 15 years old uh-huh. <laughs> in the woods with swords. Beat trees. And stuff. And we wouldn't beat trees we would literally hunt demons <laughs> that that was what we did and and we were completely real about it like this was not just like larping oh really like, we were for real creeping ourselves out going out at night and stuff well, in the woods thinking that we were finding demonic entities and trying to chase them down and kill them like this is literally the stuff we did
0: i don't know if you remember a lot from I don't know how involved you were in 12-2 leadership back when uh, it was Blue and Hillary and Cora. They were, you had that group of youth and they literally would walk around their neighborhoods and they thought they were casting out demons. They'd be like walking around, praying over people's houses and they're like, I, I saw demons air flying out, and, right, and it's easy right. to build this shit up, right? It is. It is. When, when you really even, believe
1: this stuff is real, it is really easy to conjure up your faith to a point to where you almost literally hallucinate.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember maybe having, even literally. I remember having. Well, I I could totally like. And I could, I'm not I saying, I saying that, that none happening. of that
1: stuff was ever real, but but I but I'm saying a logi- a lot of it. I think from personal experience was very much us forcing a situation to be real, even though it wasn't.
0: Yeah, well, I remember having prayer meetings at Shane's house where we would start praying, and then when things got weird and spiritual, I remember, like, we were running around the house, and we thought we were, like, chasing demons around. And yeah. you, so in one and then, and then in I, one I, instance, you had this, okay? This is yeah. what was going on. A bunch of people praying in the living room. You had Shane laying hands on his front door, sealing the gates, making sure no demons were getting in. You had other people running off into a bedroom, laying hands on a window, and you had Blues running around saying that he was he was following this demon around the house. He could see it, and it was like Your it name, was, you're
1: name dropping the shit out of this thing, man. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> no, nothing against anybody because we're we were in the same
0: boat. We were all nuts, <laughs> dude. I'll claim I was. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was crazy, bro. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I know. I, mean, I think yeah. we could
0: all laugh about it if we look back at it. I mean, probably. And if you're if you're offended, sorry, but yeah, I could still laugh at it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think so too. But
1: but I, I mean, yeah, dude. Like, you can. Definitely I don't want to say. It I don't want to sure. say that any of us were crazy, because like craziness is a like a literal scientific like you can like diagnose somebody as being like scientifically crazed, like crazy, but like. In, in like, a practical way.
0: We definitely altered our reality we, to fit.
1: We went a little outside the realms of sanity at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it was all in the name of real faith, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that we were just doing this for fun. Like, it was... Us Look, really, if that's what anyone does for fun, really, really, uh,
0: that's, a, that's a messed up you, person. If anybody's right doing
1: there. that for fun you need to make some money off of it and go on like a ghost hunting show and oh, just really? like live up your dreams. Cause people will eat that shit up. But, um, in all, in all honesty, like from, I can only speak from personal experience and, and assume that it's this way for other people, but I could be wrong. For me, it was totally in the name of real, honest, genuine faith. I thought I was doing the universe a favor. I thought I was doing myself and my neighborhood and my church and the, my state, my, my country a favor by defeating evil and stuff, you know, and it just is a little, a little crazy looking back on how irrational we were being at looking at some basic, you know, like we we had we had no real proof that any of this was real, you know, like that. Yeah, there were there were a couple moments that I can still to this day say I really think something happened there. I really think that that was a real demonic possession. I really think that that was a real healing. You know what I mean? Like there, there are some miraculous supernatural things that happened that I I could still cling to. Whether I know that it got resolved through the name of Jesus or through some other thing, I I don't know at this point. But some weird stuff has happened that I can't really easily deny. But 90% of the crazy stuff we experienced, I think was us putting it in our own heads and in each other's heads assuming yeah. that we're telling each other the truth that we really did see that or we really did experience that or hear that or blah 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 And before you know it, it's just a freaking ghost hunting show
0: well when you live in a culture <coughs> where you're constantly building up a spiritual reality bigger than it actually is you're going to see those or, things or, and maybe not you're even gonna,
1: not even necessarily bigger than it is but just Express differently than it
0: is. Like you're gonna be around what you're cultivating, yeah. And whatever the culture is that you are making around you, you're gonna see that more evident. Like, you know, I've I've talked about in a couple of episodes ago how, you know, I don't really put a lot of leeway into spiritual experiences anymore. Or not leeway. I don't put a lot of uh, eggs in the basket of beliefs, per se, into my spiritual experiences much these days because since stepping out of the church i don't really i don't really see that too much anymore um so so nowadays i i rely more on understanding intellect um trying to reason through things scientifically and reasonably and trying to come up to a philosophical view of my faith rather than just this willy-nilly, I had this spiritual encounter, so that's why I'm a Christian. Because I feel like when you have something like that, I don't, I don't feel like it's gonna hold up long term. It might be enough to keep you holding on barely for a while, but I, I, I feel like if you don't have a true explanation to why you believe and what you believe... I just don't feel like that's going to hold up long term. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is after leaving the church, I dropped a lot of what I did believe. So now I'm at a spot where it's like I need to figure out what the hell I believe or even if I do believe because I I need something that I can put my faith to that's not just, you know, hey, had this encounter with God today. Like, I don't know. I don't want to just put it all on something spiritual. I want there to be some depth. Because if you're just putting on a couple experiences you had, it's just being based on feelings and emotions. And especially in this political climate we live in, it's like I need more than just feelings and emotions. Because my feelings and emotions could lead me anywhere, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you're talking politics, whether you're talking spirituality. We've seen how weird it can get spiritually if you're just basing it off that. Yeah. We've seen we've we <clears throat> have literally sent someone into a psychotic breakdown at our church, the old church we were at a part of. I yeah. don't. I'm not going to throw her name out there, but you remember what I'm talking about at like the when we had the college outreach shit. Uh, I wasn't there. I'm thankful. We literally sent someone spiraling into a psychotic mental breakdown because we were so freaking weird and spiritual.
1: Yeah. So I, I had similar experiences, but not at that, at that, not the one you're talking about, but yeah, it was yeah. actually outside of church even like outside of like a structured event. I was just with some Christians, Yeah. but um, anyway, it's all messed up, but it, it goes outside of Christianity. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not just, like, oh, man, that Christian music really is, like, a plague on the society of Christians, making them think some crazy shit. Like, that's definitely not what I'm saying, especially not that alone. Like, look at rap culture, you know, hip-hop culture, whatever, like, some of the lyrics that's in that stuff, these rappers oftentimes are talking about things they've never even experienced that just make for a really good concept, and... You know, it speaks to people that are in situations where they could potentially actually do that stuff. You know? Like like what? No, I'm just saying, like, they might be talking about a drug they've never even done. Oh, okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. They, they might be talking about shooting
0: up... You just lost me for a second. They, they
1: might be talking yeah. about shooting up a gang. Yeah. And maybe they've never held a gun in their life. They're just a good artist that can...
0: Well, I mean, secular rappers do the same thing, so... Well that's that's what I mean oh, okay, I'm not, okay, I'm not okay, saying
1: okay. like Christian rap gotcha. like I'm I'm saying definitely secular rap like I'm not saying all rappers are posers and that they haven't done some a lot of the stuff they they rap about but just like any genre of music people are gonna take a little bit of truth maybe something a little bit th- that's in their life and like blow it out of proportion to make a good song and good concept you know okay and I think a lot of these rappers are that way I mean even Lil Wayne will tell you that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) little wayne's like dude
0: i he's making a comeback i'm fine
1: (laughs) like he's like i've been fine my whole life it's like i'm i've never been oppressed you know what i mean i'm american (laughs) like he'll tell you that but like he'll he'll talk about stuff i mean oh have you
0: heard his view on black lives matter
1: yeah it's awesome yeah (laughs) in my
0: opinion it really is i Um, liked it black lives
1: do matter all lives matter i mean just talk to him about it he's black
0: Hey, I, I, I'm i uh, But some political episodes coming soon, yeah, but not tonight. Yeah. We're
1: triggering somebody, I know. <laughs> That's fine. Be triggered. Anybody can be triggered at anything, but uh, I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of young, impressionable people listen to music and start gaining ideologies that they live their life by. They don't even know that it's not really their ideology. It's That which somebody of influence has put on them through some medium of interest from the media, from music, from TV shows. And before you know it, you've got a person that would otherwise be normal, that would otherwise live their life in a genuine way that are now unknowingly just living somebody else's fucked up dreams because they heard it in a song once. Yeah. Just think of how many like young people get in relationships and make mistakes and stuff because they're just so swooned by these love songs they listen to. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they just want to have that in their life and that's real for somebody else. Why can't it be real for me? They're singing, you know, and before you know it you got teenage pregnancies and stuff, like I know this is kind of an extreme thing, but like I really do think music has a big part to do with it. Mm-hmm. It had a big part to do with me being stupid.
0: Yeah. You know. Or just kids running around with broken hearts the rest of their life because they had this big build up on what a relationship was supposed to be like. and Yeah. Yeah. Not
1: just from music, but from how media always portrays everything, you know. Oh, yeah.
0: Every rom-com you've ever seen is a lie. I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always, it doesn't work out like it. That's one thing we can learn about movies. It's the way things don't usually work out.
1: Yeah, that's why that makes good movies. It's unusual happenings.
0: The good guys don't usually win. The people usually don't fall in love at the end of the story. You know, like, life isn't a fairy tale.
1: (laughs) I mean, good stuff happens in life, but, like, good movies are good because unusual things happen that are interesting. Yeah. You know, there's a key word there. It's unusual, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, sometimes things are real. Nonfiction movies, movies based off true stories. But even then, they usually freaking take artistic license out the butt yeah to to create something that's exaggerating the truth
0: i mean did you want to talk about your own music that i know that's a point Um, that you made yeah just a little we're we're both artists and we both kind of make music and one thing i've realized is uh, i've always enjoyed so i always feel good if i'm going through something Uh, struggling with something, trying to process something in my brain, whenever I'm, like, singing a song about it or, like, writing a song about it, there's just some kind of release there for me. Or even back when we were, like, super, like, evangelical Christians, man, if I was, like, struggling or just feeling, like, depressed one day or, like, tired one day, just didn't feel like doing anything or whatever, if I was just feeling bad or bitter or mad or sad or whatever... I noticed that if I sat down, played my guitar, sang for a little bit, um, and and I still do now, just not in the same context as I used to. Like, I used to just sit down and do, like, an hour of worship or whatever where I would just, like, play some chords and just sing to God, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's just, like I was saying a minute ago, it's not exactly where I'm at anymore, but I'm not necessarily against it. No. But I do the same thing now, only in a different avenue. Like, I... I love sitting down and writing music, and now nowadays it's more detailed. It's more I'm putting tracks together. I'm trying to actually record good music, and not just you know strum my guitar and sing a melody. You know I'm actually trying to put some good stuff together. But it's still good to. It's a good outlet. Music is, and it, there's something there's something relieving about it when you can sit down with a guitar. And just the thoughts in your head. And you can put something yeah. on a pad of paper or you know whatever, just record it. And you can record a moment in time. Yeah. And you can go back to it. I heard it one time, like, um, a quote you can say once, but a song you can sing over and over and over and over. Yeah. And that's what I love about music, man. I've got a song that, you know, we'll, we'll, we're probably going to be doing a sequel to this episode. Uh, a song that right, I've been listening, right. I've been listening to for the last two days now. And the thing is, if you were to write those words, those lyrics out on a piece of paper, you could read them and be like, "Yeah, that looks pretty cool." Yeah, which okay.
1: we'll, we'll, yeah, we're definitely gonna hit on that topic on the next podcast, probably that Keith and I are on together because yeah, there'll be a sequel to this one while it's still fresh. Because to preface it, but then we can get into it more later. Uh, it was a song I had heard a couple years ago. And that my girlfriend at the time, my wife now showed me and it was very controversial spiritually. And I was a super Christian then. So I was like, Oh, I mean, I get it, you know, but I can't really relate. But I, I didn't really get it though because I couldn't relate to it. Yeah. So now that I'm where I'm at, I heard this song a couple days, a f- few days ago or whatever. And I was like, Whoa, I can listen to this in a whole new light of understanding than I used to be able to.
0: Isn't it weird? And now
1: I realize how great this song is. So I show Keith, and he's like, bro, <laughs> I'm I hooked. feel the exact same way. Yeah. And um, so we're going to basically break that song down, like, verse by verse on the next podcast and say what it means to us, because it's, like, super deep, and I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast will appreciate it, because... Yeah. If you haven't already heard it, it's it's great. But we'll we'll get more into that later.
0: So on that point, don't you think it's kind of cool how like a song in one moment has a context, and then you listen to it in a different moment, different life experiences, different place in your life, and it just has it's mind-blowingly different. Yeah, like a song that you know the specific song that we're gonna review next week or whatever. You know, you listened to it a couple of years ago and you're like, yeah, I understand it. I can see where he's coming from. But now you listen to it and it's like, bro, this guy is on another level. Yeah. So I, I, I've just always found that strange, man, how, how a song has the power to even like change with time. The more yeah. experiences you have, the more life experiences that you have that go into that, that re- that changes how you look at a song. So,
1: yeah, and I think we we see people's natural tendencies to 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 grasp like lyrical content when I mean, if you're if you're somebody that's just listening to really happy hip hoppy kind of whatever stuff all day, you may or may not be listening to that for any reason other than it sounds good.
0: But there's a lot of music. But
1: there's a lot of music that a lot of people listen to that, because of where they're at in life, they just relate regardless if it's really even good music.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think you've got to have a balance of both. Really, I mean, I've got a lot of people don't though. I've got a shitload of music that I just listen to because it's just fun, dude.
1: Yeah, dude, me too. But I also have stuff that like I wouldn't
0: Malone, August Burns Red, you know, different shit like that that I just like listening to it. But then I've got some really deep music, and even some ABR I can get deep with. But right, right. Um, but you know, I've got some really deep music that I listen to, and it's like yeah, it's there's... because it's like it has a special meaning. It has a special part of me, even though I didn't write the song, I had nothing to do with it. But the person that wrote it had such emotions that went into it, and such feelings that went into it, and an emphasis they were trying to get across, and just nailed it so
1: yeah i mean there's different reasons that you will listen to music i'm the same way you know i may listen to music just because i want to throw down get pumped mm-hmm. but then there's other times when i just want to slow down and just think about things and music can help me with that but like to get back to what you were saying about personal music you know keith and i both have kind of been in and out of songwriting for years now and i started writing music uh, i'd say seriously started writing music when i was about 16 or so yeah and um wanted to make it a career at one point but lost that interest when other things came in my life but
0: i mean you're good your songs are legit dude
1: so are you i still want to share them with the world someday yeah it's just uh we'll
0: have to uh put an album together someday
1: it'd be good if anybody wants to hear our music give us uh a uh, review on iTunes. <laughs> 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 maybe we'll uh, it. maybe we'll make another iTunes account and put some music on it. But yeah. um, anyway,
0: if you uh, want it, you got it. You gotta yes, let us yeah, know, though.
1: It's a, it's all up to you guys. It's
0: up to you. Our if futures
1: we, are in your hands. Our music
0: career is in your hands right now.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean I feel the same way. Um, it for for me, um, not so much now definitely kind of out of that season of my life i hope to not be here forever but i'm I'm, i really don't write music much anymore but when i was younger it was it was like everything to me my songwriting and, and my hopes to to produce it one day and have just song after song after song that just shared the story of my life you know and what was on my heart at different periods of time and um There's a big difference between putting your own thoughts into the lyrics of a song, and and not just the lyrics, but the instrumentals of a song. Putting your own Mm -hmm. heartfelt emotions as best you can into the vibe of the music itself, not just the lyrics, and blending it all together in a way that really makes it feel like what you're thinking and feeling. There's a, a whole intimate... Thing that happens there that's super genuine and comes from a real place in your life.
0: Yeah. That you, yeah I would totally just, agree with that
1: you just don't get most of the time when you tune into somebody else's production, somebody else's masterpiece. Like, there are those songs, like the one that we're going to talk about on the next podcast that he and I do. There are those songs that you listen to it and you're like, dang, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. You're still applying those lyrics to your own understanding of it. You might not fully understand the reasons why that person is, you know, in fact, I'm sure you don't fully understand the reasons why that person wrote it. But it might mean a similar thing to you and so mm-hmm. you can relate to it.
0: Yeah, you can relate, but until you actually
1: live that person's life, you're not going to get it, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, until you actually, you know, unless you are them, you aren't really going to understand. But when you actually, you know, take your own experiences, put them on a piece of paper. And and like Nate said, it's all about the music. The musicality has a lot to do with it as well. Um, Say this specific guitar rift or this specific background ambient noise or this specific drum drum layer, whatever, whatever you want to put in an in a song, every little thing makes it what it is. Yeah. Um. And gives it that vibe, that feel that you're going for. If you're going for more of an upbeat or a low key or whatever, whatever you want to do, man. And that's the thing because you can take music and form it around the emotion in the moment and the feeling that you were having when you wrote that shit. Yeah. And then it can just stay, stay with you forever.
1: Yeah, totally. Because there's songs I've written that looking back on it, I don't even remember writing it. Yeah, I like. I remember like vaguely a moment when I started writing it, but like the process of it's really vague looking back. And I just am like, what inspired me to play this? Yeah, because I feel like if I had to scratch that from my memory, I could never write that again. You know, like that song I play all the time. um, Probably play more than anything. Castle Well, it's the one that has those lyrics in it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, that
1: one I play all the time because I really feel like it's my best song and it just like is one of the songs that I still to this day, I'm like, how the frick did I write that? Like, it's good. How the heck did I write? And it's if so you it's record, unique. If you ever record, if you ever
0: produce one song that needs to be. Oh, heard.
1: I agree. 100%. 100%. It's such <laughs> a unique song.
0: It really is. It, it's good. The,
1: it doesn't follow any formula you're going to find in most other music. Like it's just its own thing. I'm just like, still like, how did I even write that? It's so good. Mm hmm. But um, that being said, I only have a, a you know a handful of those songs that I feel that way about, maybe six. But, um, I'm, you know, I, like I said, I haven't put my whole life and heart and soul into music like a lot of people have. But, but it still means a lot to me. And uh, I, I guess the whole point I'm trying to make here is not to say everybody needs to go out and be a songwriter and stuff. I mean, knock yourself out if you want to. But the point I'm trying to get is, like, I think we should all take a look at what we're digesting musically and really separate it in our brain from who we actually are versus who we might be influenced to be. Cause it's really easy for certain types of people. Maybe not everybody to, if you're really influential uh, or sorry, easily influenced to just take stuff in and not filter it and allow it to just become part of who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people just can't filter stuff, whereas other people can listen to a song that talks about rape and murder and a bunch of bad stuff or whatever, and it really doesn't affect them at all. They're just like, oh, I like the beat, or even if I get into the vocal flow or whatever, it's like, uh, yeah, that's fucked up. I never do that in my own life, but, you know, thanks for a good song or whatever. You know, like, there are people that can filter that stuff, and it not affect them, and then there's people that are like, "Oh, so this is what it means to like live a good life. This is what it means to be cool in this subculture that we live in. Like, yeah. okay, I have to sacrifice goats to be into black metal. Okay, I'll go do that." <laughs> you know, what I mean, or like,
0: it's always great when you find one song that's really sticks with where you're at in the moment, where you're at in a particular moment in life. I remember when we first left the church. And that new United Pursuit came <clears throat> that new United Pursuit album, EP came out, and there was the uh looking for a savior song that was on there. Yeah. The one that's like, I'm looking for a savior, I can see and know and touch. Um, that one really hit me because, you know, this is first coming out of the church. I'm still like super evangelical, you know, in my heart I'm just like, alright screw this church, but I don't know what's next, and all I know is I want Jesus. You know, this is before my theological deconstruction started. Like, my church deconstruction was happening in the moment of that, but this is before I started really deconstructing what I actually believed and separating um, truth from deception so, and, and I'm still at a place, I, I do, I would like to find Jesus again, some, I feel like I am a Christian, but, like, to fully be where I was before, I wouldn't mind being there again. I mean, I had a lot of peace, a lot of, um, you know, understanding of, I felt yeah, like man. I really knew God, so I'm as okay. Lo- as
1: long as the building blocks make sense, go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm just in a place where it's like, I'm having a hard time imagining the building blocks... Getting put back together in a structurally sound way and ending up with that conclusion.
0: I, I'm very much there as well. Yeah. I just, but like, I'm open to
1: it. Like I'm totally a huge part of me still hopes that's where I find myself.
0: Yeah, that that's you know? where I, like I, I'm with you. I see the the flaws in the foundation of the building, right? And I see how uh, I don't know how this building is even going to hold up. But I have tons of hope that you know, <laughs> put the right. Uh, Put the right uh, structure together, you know, reset the foundation, put some runners up, put some thick boards up that can hold the weight of the house and we might be able to keep it going. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at. But on my point, though, it's fun whenever you can find a song that really just hits you in the moment of where you're at. And like the song that we're going to analyze, that is where I'm at right now. Um,
1: yeah, the one that I was just
0: talking about, that's where I was in that moment. And it's always great when you can find that one song and it's just like, that's me. That's where I'm at, at least in this moment right now that I'm in. This just describes me. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, man, I mean, I I feel the same way. I mean, obviously one song is never going to like hit the nail on the head completely with like every thought you're having. But it's interesting, it oh, yeah, I mean, it'd be a really long song, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh i I do really enjoy it when you're in a similar enough place as some other songwriter to where it seems like every word that they did put in a song, obviously they can't put their whole brain in in a song, but everything they did put in there, it's pretty relatable, you know. Yeah. Uh, where it's like it's like unexpectedly um, satisfying that it's like I'm not the only one that feels this way yeah you know especially when it's dealing with some really hard stuff in life you know what's well,
0: the thing about music though right it helps you not feel alone and no one wants to feel alone
1: yeah dude I feel like that is the music number is, one quality it's an anthem I feel like other than just a hook that gets stuck in your head that you like the sound of As far as lyrically is concerned, I think the number one quality in music is that it is relatable. Yeah. If there isn't a relatable lyric, it might be an otherwise really good song, but it might only have a very small percentage of, of people listening to it, at least over and over and over again. Like anybody can hear a good album that has non-relatable lyrics and be like, man, that's, that's good music. I might listen to that once a year, but like somebody might be listening to it, like on their mix, like every week, if it's something that they really relate to. Yeah. You know, so music is a powerful tool and I think that it can be used or abused, um, and oh, I just en- sure. I just encourage people to, to recognize that. Because in one sense, you can be like that super legalistic Christian dad. It's like, you cannot listen to lyrics that have cussing. You cannot listen to anything that doesn't uphold the name of Jesus. If it doesn't say Jesus or praise mm-hmm. God in it, you shouldn't be listening to it. You can be like on that extreme of the side of like musical caution. <laughs> yeah. But... I think there's a more practical side to musical caution it's like analyze how you really dissect what you take in as far as media and see what you do with it Mm because you might actually be surprised at how influenced you are by media and not even realize it yeah because i have in recent years looked back on my life and realized how much media influenced me and it wasn't the bad media that like my parents warned me about no it was like the supposedly good media that i was getting from church that in mm-hmm. a lot of ways was really good in a lot of ways was pretty bad or at least i took something that was kind of bad and made it really bad without realizing it <laughs> so
0: well it just depends kind of on move. uh what kind of media you're getting from church oh uh, uh we're I... gonna wrap it up there yeah probably. we are pretty much right at an, an hour. hour yeah yeah, yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, go to iTunes, give us a review. Uh, go to I uh, put a couple things up on YouTube. If you go to Pilgrims and Prodigals, search that on YouTube. I think you should be able to find us. I might need to do some changing around on there because I had I don't know some things that were messed up. I think I actually accidentally put it under my actual name, so I need to go back and change it. But I'll get you some more update on that. Go to Facebook. Join our growing community of 127 people. Woo! <laughs>
1: Keep it going, guys, yeah. girls, and it's girls. and theys. Hey, he's, she's, and theys. That's right. You're all welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> if you fit multiple categories all at once, Hoorah. So be it. I don't you know why good. I went military with that. <laughs> but uh, you <yeah>, know. Because <laughs> the military's cool with that now. So,
0: yeah. All Anyways, right. yeah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter on Facebook and all those other things and we will see you soon goodbye guys